Cause we got the alternative energy right. On a nuclear free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network Hello and welcome to 3CR's Radioactive Show this show is produced on the lands of Naitahu, Ngāti Māmoi and Waitaha at Ohineho or Littleton in Aotearoa for 3CR which is located on Wurundjeri Woiwurrung lands. I pay my respects to elders past and presence across these sovereign nations whose enduring right to self-determination continues to this day. The radioactive show is distributed across the stolen lands known as Australia on the Community Radio Network and brought to you with the financial support of the Nuclear Free Collective at Friends of the Earth Melbourne. My name is AC. It's been 18 months since the leaders of Australia, the United Kingdom and the United States announced the AUKUS deal, which includes an agreement that the US and the UK will assist Australia in acquiring nuclear-powered submarines. Those who follow peace and nuclear issues in the Australian Parliament will be familiar with the persistent and determined advocacy of West Australian Green Senator Jordan Steelejohn against the AUKUS deal. Here is an example from the t- March 20th sitting of the Australian Senate. Senator Steelejohn. Thank you, Acting Deputy President. The AUKUS political deal debated today, dreamt up by Scott Morrison, by, uh, by Boris Johnson of all people, sanctified by President Joe Biden, is, of course, a tremendous waste of public funds. It sees Australia go all in to the tune of $368 billion on the purchase of eight nuclear-powered submarines that won't be delivered until I'm 60-odd. And for this, the Australian people will get the privilege of becoming a nuclear waste dump for the refuse of these machines and see their public money subsidise British and US defence manufacturers. It is a waste of public funds. It puts us at risk. But this afternoon what I want to comment upon is this. It is one of the most catastrophic foreign policy decisions an Australian government has ever entered into and fundamentally undermines our ability to be considered as independent actors in our region. This deal forever shackles us to the United States of America, removes the question in the minds of any of our regional neighbours as to whether when the United States says jump, we answer how high and would you like a backflip, sir? That was Green Senator Jordan Steelejohn speaking in the Australian Senate. I interviewed Senator Jordan so we could have a more in-depth discussion on AUKUS and the ramifications of the nuclear submarines deal. Great. Welcome, Senator Jordan Steelejohn, um, joining us today for the Radioactive Show. Thanks for coming along. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. So, um, First up, I just wanted to ask you about the AUKUS deal and what's going on with it and what's wrong with it from your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I uh, am the Australian Green spokesperson on issues of foreign affairs and also uh, broader nuclear issues as well. So we've been uh, really quite alarmed and working with community in Australia to build opposition to AUKUS uh, from the very beginning. Um, and I think that there's a couple of distinct uh, kind of reasons to oppose 
uh, AUKUS and to be very concerned about it. There is, first of all, the broader foreign policy implications, not only for Australia, but also for New Zealand and for the broader Oceania region. Um, and those are, are simply this, that, that it represents a binding of Australia into a tripartite pact of white nations. Um, and it, there, there's a real racial lens that we have to confront with AUKUS. This is um, the white predominant white power in the world, uh, the former predominant white power in the world, um, and the most populous, uh, you know, self-conceiving white nation. You know, even though even though there, there's a lot of discourse in Australia about our multiculturalism, when you look at the levels of political leadership in Australia, they're overwhelmingly still dominated by white people. Um, the media discourse overwhelmingly dominated by white people. So it, it's these three nations coming together in a mutual uh, agreement of of uh, of not not only it's not about a mutual agreement of defense it's about a mutual agreement of containment so it's a mutual agreement of containment in response to the rise of not the the rise of non-white nations in the world um, and I think it's really important to understand that that's the racial basis for AUKUS. It's the racial lens of AUKUS, um, because it really then you can see clearly the challenge, the, 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 the deeply unwise nature of Australia joining that coalition, because we are a nation deeply now engaged and embedded in the Asia Pacific region. Um, we're a nation of Oceania and deeply integrated into the Asia-Pacific. Our primary neighbours in the region are Indonesia, are the Pacific Island nations, um, are non-white are non nations, right? So it's a really bad idea for us to be kind of ponying up alongside the United States and the United Kingdom of all people for like one last ride of the of the former white colonial empire. So there's the foreign policy implications. Um, and I, I think it will make it very difficult for Australia um, and and actually New Zealand as well to be perceived as independent actors, independent states and nations in the region when we are becoming so deeply integrated with the United States um, and the United Kingdom. Like people are people know what's going on. They know what this is. Um, and they are not going to treat Australia as an independent actor when we will be so reliant over the next 30 years on the willingness of another nation or another two nations to provide us what with what we have now put forward as the like one of the most important military capabilities that we quote unquote need. So there's that issue. And then there's the broader danger that nuclear power um, and the proliferation of nuclear technology poses to Australia um, and to the world. You know, this signs Australia up to host a long-term high, uh, highly enriched uranium storage facility um, in a context where no nation in the world has successfully pulled that off, um, to stake stewardship of poisonous toxic material for many times longer than there has been human civilization. 
Um, so you put that together with the fact that it will arguably escalate military tensions in the region um, and what might well trigger off an, a, an arms race or accelerate a pre-existing arms race in the region. And you can start to see why the Greens are so passionately opposed to it. Yeah, there's also been quite a lot of discussion about how much it'll cost over the many years. Do you have anything to say on that or where that funding comes from? Oh, yes, indeed. I mean, it kind of is proof, if anybody needed it, um, of the double standard that's applied to military spending as opposed to, to any other type of spending. Because the government's basically written uh, a $368 billion cheque to this project. We'll spend $368 billion over the next 30 years acquiring eight submarines that won't be delivered before I'm, you know, I'm I'm 28 now. I'll be 60-odd by the time these things are actually in service, doing their job. Um, and that comes at a time when we are also, as a country, um, this government is, is doubling down and recommitting to large-scale tax cuts for the very rich. And if you actually put those tax cuts together with the cost of AUKUS, that's $600 billion that our government, our Labour government, is choosing to spend on tax cuts for the rich and nuclear submarines at a time when we have a housing crisis, we have a cost of living crisis. There is so much work to do around addressing the realities of the impacts of climate change. Um, and yet these are the priorities the government has selected. So it is... It's deeply concerning, and it makes me recall a quote from Martin Luther King um, it, that he, he just before he died, he made a speech in relation to Vietnam um, and said that at the time he was speaking of the American context, that a, that a country that spends more on uh, weapons of war than it does on programs of social uplift um, is approaching spiritual death. Um, and I think there is a, there is a real danger that as we continue to sink money into these industries and programs, we end up shifting the fundamental cultural nature of Australia um, to be one that is far more militaristic. And that is not a good thing. That was WA Senator Jordan Steelejohn speaking about the cultural threat of the AUKUS submarine deal. You're listening to 3CR's Radioactive Show, distributed across so-called Australia on the Community Radio Network. Next up, we continue my interview with Senator Jordan on the AUKUS deal. Um, you've been a vocal advocate for the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons, and you've been calling mm. for the government to sign and ratify it. How do you see AUKUS, the AUKUS deal interact with the treaty? I, I think they are... Um... The, the, the aim of the uh, the ultimate aim of the the treaty is to eliminate nuclear weapons from from the earth and I, I believe I deeply believe that action on climate change and the elimination of nuclear weapons are the two preconditions for the continuation of life on this planet they're not mere selective uh, policy priorities they are the two things we must come together to do as a human species to continue to, to enable the continuation of life on the planet. Um, and it is so important that Australia sign that treaty um, to begin to uh, really undermine the moral 
the, the kind of the moral argument for the use of nuclear weapons. This kind of the, the the lie of deterrence, which we know is is not a thing, um, and come to grips with the reality of of the perpetual danger that nuclear weapons present um, to the world. Not just because somebody might miscalculate and end up, you know, firing a shot that's then responded to. Also, the the potential for accidents. You know, that's if you look through the history of nuclear weaponry and the development of nuclear power, and and of course those things are totally interlinked. There is no such thing as civilian non-nuclear weapons tied uh, uh, kind of a, a, a peaceful nuclear industry actually doesn't exist. Um, but but if you look through the history, we have come so close, so many times, like many more times than we've ever sat going, oh, you know, Cuban Missile Crisis style, is somebody going to actively press the button? So many other times it's like, oh, whoops. You know, oh, where, where's the bomber gone, John? Not too sure. It was just about there. Was there bombs on? But yes, there was. Like, you know, that that's actually the reality of the history of this technology. So I'm a proud supporter of the TPMW because I feel it advances that world. It advances the goal of eliminating nuclear weapons. Um, it also really effectively captures the reality of the way in which First Nations people have been have borne the brunt of nuclear testing, of nuclear development, of the continual existence of the nuclear industry. The connection I see with AUKUS is uh, not only the, the kind of um, the reality that uh, AUKUS is based on the myth of deterrence, um, and so is the existence of nuclear power. So unpicking one helps unpick the other. But there's also the practical connection of uh, the impact of AUKUS and the, the transfer of nuclear reactor technology to another nation in the way that it will be done actually is a form of nuclear proliferation. Um, because the whole structure of, uh, if we look at the argument that Iran, for instance, was making for years around why they wanted to require a nuclear uh, a reactor, they said again and again, it's because we want a, a civilian nuclear-powered Navy. And we went, no, you can't have it because we don't believe you. And now we have a situation where the US and the UK have gone, that's all right, buddy, here you go, you can have one of ours. So that undermines the, the international movement to contain proliferation. Um, and then, quite frankly, there, there's also the, um, the, the kind of slippery slope that I see in August, because the argument that the argument that's being made is that a nuclear powered technology is the best form of military technology that you can acquire because it has the maximum deterrent effect. That is exactly the same argument for why you would develop or host a nuclear weapon. So I, I am deeply concerned that we'll first acquire a nuclear powered submarine, then we'll develop a nuclear, a domestic nuclear power industry because we'll need it to sustain the capability. And then we'll end up, oh, you know, they're not our bombs. They're just America's hosted on our submarines. Come on, yeah, it's the maximum deterrent effect. Because like that's the argument that will be made, right? Because we, at the moment, will be firing conventionally, power, uh, conventionally armed torpedoes. Well, somebody's going to make the argument at some point that we need to be having the nuclear armed torpedoes 
that the Americans use to have the same deterrent effect. So I really, I really see these two things as deeply interconnected. Yeah, indeed. Um, do you think it's possible to stop the AUKUS deal? And if so, how do you think we can do it? Yes, I absolutely do. I come to this campaign with a, a real, genuine, deep sense of hope that we can do it. Um, there's, there's the practical levers of opposing the treaties that will need to be signed to enable uh, this project to continue. There's the, the reality that um, the continuation of this project relies on the continuing support of it by three separate legislatures over 30 years, which means there are many electoral opportunities to put together constructions of a parliament that actually doesn't support the project. Um, and there's, then there's the fact that actually, I don't think they've thought this through. Like, I, I, I actually, the biggest, one of the biggest lies at the heart of AUKUS, or the biggest myths, is that it is a... Uh, uh, like a profoundly thought through tri-national project where everyone's like, God damn, we're committed to this idea we've really put time into, where it's it's not that. It was a press conference given by three old white dudes um, it, for domestic political reasons. Biden needed to say something in the aftermath of the disastrous withdrawal in Afghanistan to kind of reassert American, uh, American power. ScoMo thought that there was no way, Morrison, our old prime minister, thought that there was no way the ALP would ever back such a ludicrous proposal um, and that they, he would therefore get a point of difference with them ahead of an election it looked like he was going to lose. And Boris Johnson would rather have been on the front line in Kiev than he would have been in the House of Parliament at the time because of the combination of the COVID scandals uh, and the... Um, and, and the moves to uh, delay uh, Brexit and prorogue Parliament and the various criticism that he was mired in at the time. So these three guys basically, you know, this has been cooking up in the background of the Defence Department for a while, but they pushed the button because it, there was domestic political advantage to it um, without actually thinking through what did it mean for America's uh, like uh, military capacity to provide these uh, bits of capability to another nation at a time when their own submarine industry is struggling domestically? What does it look like for the UK to collaborate with uh, Australia and the United Kingdom on a trilateral defence project completed in another nation when defence projects that are solely run by the UK, US or Australia already massively overshoot their time frame and massively overshoot their budget. Um, and then finally, uh, nobody thought about what it meant to keep to steward the nuclear waste. Like the closest any country in the world has come to long term stewardship of nuclear waste is Finland um, with their with their Arctic Circle site. And they still haven't done it. You know, like the, the, the Brits just let these things rot on the docks in, in Tyneside. You know, we're talking about something with about 200 kilos of highly enriched uranium. Where, where, where are you going to put that? You know, like, so, so all of these things give opportunities for us as anti-nuclear campaigners to be building, building uh, power with community and saying, actually, we don't have to do this. This is not an inevitable thing. 
we can stop now. Um, and and I think we can take real hope from that because they're, they're really engaged in a big bluff that this is all just so done and all just so locked in. Everybody just go home. Um, and that's not true. That was WA Green Senator Jordan Steelejohn speaking about the AUKUS nuclear submarine deal. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, produced on Naitahu, Ngāti Māmoi and Waitaha lands for 3CR and distributed across so-called Australia on the Community Radio Network. That's it for today. Big thanks to Green Senator Jordan Steelejohn for taking the time out of a busy day to speak with me and fighting the good fight in the Australian Senate. This show and all previous Rad Show podcasts can be found at 3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive. If you want to get in touch with us, please call the 3CR office on 03-9419-8377 or email radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com. We'll finish on a track by Kay Tempest, Salt Coast, from their 2022 album The Line is a Curve. Thanks for listening and here's to a nuclear-free future. Foul.
change I appreciate your efforts Acknowledging your privilege but prone to backstepping Sure, it's not by our past that our future will be measured It's by the very moment that we're slumping in dishevelled Six hours into some TV show that tastes like the feeling of pizza I know what you reach for All dressed up with nowhere to go Benched, waiting for a path to open up Waiting for a thing that might make you old enough To get into the pub where people drink to lost youth I see you, scraping the gravel in your Air Max So beautiful so chaotic, so grounded Home, concrete and loam Brick dust and loams Wood floors, screen doors And a place of your own Pay it off the rest of your life But who's asking? Restless The damp night approaching Distilling the heat Too long on your feet Now you want to be free From the strain of what's done in your name Every single inch of you Is somebody's claim the familiar refrain of their glory and your shame you just want to keep moving the energy contained is spilling out and making trouble for you nothing is the same you got out from underneath the weight of suffer and obey the tyranny and hate of britannia rules the waves and now you swing your hips as you go strutting down the lane i love you when i see you this plane your salt coast, your foul wind, your old ghost, your scrap tin, the browning of your leaves and the greening of your rain. Salt coast, foul wind, old ghost, scrap tin, leaves, rain, leaves, rain. Salt coast, foul wind, old ghost. Scrap tin, leaves, rain, leaves, rain. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.